Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. There's a sweet, sweet spirit. Oh, yeah. 
but she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do to do anything to her. Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonathan, the son of Shimeon, David's brother. And Jonathan was a very subtle man. Said unto him, Why art thou being the king's son, lean from day to day? Why thou not tell me? Now I said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonathan said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, Let my sister Tamar come, and give me meat, and press the meat in my sight, that I may see it, and eat it at her hand. So I am not lay down, and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat at her hand. And David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to thy brother Amnon's house and dress him meat. Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was laid down, and she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight and did bake the cakes. And she took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, Have out all the men from me. And then went out every man from him. And Amnon said unto Tamar, Bring the meat into the chamber that I may eat of thy hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon her brother. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. And she answered, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly, and I, whether shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Albeit, he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. And Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he had loved her, wherewith he hated her, was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou did unto me. But he would not hearken unto her. And he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman out from me, and bolt the door after her. And she had a garment of diverse colors upon her, for with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparel. And this servant brought her out, and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her, on her head, and rent her garment of diverse colors that was on her, and laid her hand on her head, and went on crying. Absalom, her brother, said unto her, Had Amnon, thy brother, been with thee? Behold, now thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained dead in her brother's Absalom's house. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very wrong. Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. 
they came to pass after two full years. Absalom had sheep shearers in Belhazor, which is beside Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's sons. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold now, thy servant has sheep shearers. Let the king have to teach thee, and his shepherds go with thy servant. And the king said to Absalom, Nay, my son, let us not all now go, lest we be charged unto thee. And he pressed him, howbeit he would not go, but blessed him. Then said Absalom, If not, I pray thee, let my brother Abnon go with us. And the king said unto him, Why should he go with thee? But Absalom pressed him, that he let Abnon and all the king's sons go with him. But Absalom had commanded his servant, saying, Mark ye now, and Abnon's heart, heart is merry with wine. And when I say unto you, smite Abnon, then kill him. Fear not, have not I commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant. The servant of Absalom did unto Abnon as Absalom had commanded. And all the king's sons arose, and every man got him up upon his mule and fled. And it came to pass, while they were in the way, that Titus came unto David, saying, Absalom has slain all the king's sons, and there is not one of them left. And the king arose and tear his garment, and lay on the earth, and all his servants stood by with their clothes ready. And Jalidab, the son of Shimei, David's brother, answered and said, Let not my lord suppose that they have slain all the young men, the king's sons, for Amnon only is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom, this had been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Now, therefore, let not my lord the king take this, take the thing to his heart to think that all the king's sons are dead. For Amnon only is dead. But Absalom fled. The young man that kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there came much people by the way on the hillside behind him. And Jonadab said unto the king, Behold, the king's sons come. As thy servant said, so it is. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of speaking, that, behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept. And the king also, and all his servants wept very sore. And Absalom fled, and went to Telma, the son of Amihud, king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur, and was there three years. And the soul of King David longed to go forth to, unto Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. We read Second Samuel chapter 13, verses 1 through verse 39. May the Lord add a blessing on the reading here in the book of his holy word. Amen. Our word is everlasting. The Bible says that he is the Alpha and he is the Omega. Beginning, the ending. Amen. It starts with God and also ends with God. Amen. God had pronounced judgment on David because the atrocity that he had committed against Uriah, the hot type, by sending him up on the front line to be killed because he had pregnated the man's wife. 
the Bible says he took off. And whatsoever man sow, that's what he also reap. So the same thing that he carried out is being carried out in his household now. Lay down with dogs and get up with fleas. So he he laid down with another man's wife. Now his son is laying down with his daughter. Or passed judgment upon him. And told him, said, because of this thing, the sword should not depart from your house. He was going to raise a turmoil in his house. He's going to raise his children up because he won't have peace. That's funny how God save us, cleanse us, and bring us in from out of darkness to his light and give us peace and contentment until after a while it becomes so boring to us that we look for excitement. The Bible says that it was a time that kings went out to war. Instead of David going out to war with his men, he stayed home and he saw Bathsheba on the rooftop bathing nakedly. And his lust got the better of him that he desired to have her. And so the Bible said he took her. Although she was another man's wife, he took her. God gave him a whole year to repent, to see the error of his ways. When the time came for the child to be born, God taking sins the prophet Nathan to David's house. Gives him a riddle concerning a man who had a few land opposed to a man that had a whole flock of sheep and herds. And see that the man still taken from his herd and flock. He took the one man few land, killed it, and dressed it for a wayfaring man. But things the Bible said the thing angered David that he pronounced judgment upon his own self. Out of your mouth proceeds. Blessings and curses. So he cursed himself, cursed his own house. But what came out of his mouth? He said, the man who done this thing shall surely die. Nathan told him, said, you're the man. So God sends the word back to David and tells him, said, look, tell David he won't die. He said, but the child that that sheep or bears shall surely die. The Bible said that God struck the child with a soul sickness. Caused David to see the child in agony and in pain and in sickness because of what he did. It's something like what Jesus did for you and I. The innocent for the guilty. The, the just for the unjust. The innocent for the guilty. And so the innocent child does nothing. Suffers for what David did. And he tells him that the sword won't depart from your house. Peace that he had. Now you're going to have turmoil. What price? What price would you pay for peace? There's not enough money in this world for you to pay for peace. You can have all the money in the world if you don't have peace and contentment. You miserable. I believe the Bible talks about about peace and contentment is God peace.
And so when you don't have you have turmoil in your life. You have agony. You're full of stress, anger, bitterness, because you don't have peace. That's something how just that one thing can bring so many other things to you, and the lack of it can bring also a whole lot of other things to you. Now, judgment is being carried out in David's life. Child dies. Even though David went before God and prayed and fasted, but the word that went out, God had not set this word out. The Bible said, said that when the word go forth, it would not come back forth, but it's going to accomplish what it is set out to do. So the child dies. Now, lust fills his son's heart like lust was in his heart. This time the lust is not towards someone else's wife or someone on the outside. This lust is filled in, in Amnon's heart for his own sister. Look how bad things can get in your house, in your life. You transgress against God. That's why before you make a, 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 a decision to do something contrary, you better pay the, you better count the cost. If you willing to pay that price, because you don't know how high the price is going to be. David didn't have no clue what all he was going to have to pay for what he had done. Now, lust and fill down that heart. He's doing everything that he can to fight this urge. I would say that Amnon had loved his sister Tamar because she was a virgin. But Amnon thought it's hard for him to do anything to her. Now, now look how, how he's straddling that fence of doing what's right, of falling on the outside defense to do that which is wrong before God. He was fighting with this thing. And that's funny how, how the devil can kick you when you're down. The devil don't fight, he don't fight clean. And the thing about it, when you're going through your, your, your trial or you're going through something, you fight and wrestling with something that you know is not right before God, you better choose wisely who you're going to talk to. You better choose wisely who you're able to, to, to talk with because there's a lot of saints that always want to call somebody and talk about pleading prayer partner or pray with me on this thing and pray with me on that thing. David went to his first cousin, his very first cousin that the Bible called a friend. And look at the bad advice he gave him. He said, look, you're a king, son. Why are you wrestling with this thing? Just, just feel like you're sick. You don't, you don't have to go to the dinner table this afternoon and go eat with the family. Tell, tell, your, tell, tell a king when he comes by to call to tell, tell him you're sick and that you can't come to supper tonight, but send Tamar to, to, fix, to fix you something to eat. And this is the advice that a first cousin that he calls a friend tells him. 
And what he does, just what 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 Jonadab tells Jonadab tells him, this is the very thing he repeats to his father. This is the very thing that he repeats to his father. He tells these things to to his father, the king, and he's sick. He's not feeling well. Tell my sister Tamar, send my sister Tamar to my house, that she may make me something to eat. Now, look, look how crazy this is. Now, if you need something to eat and you're feeling bad, you don't have to see nobody fix it. He said, look, send them so I can see her, her, her fix these cakes and that I may eat it from out of her hand. David don't have a clue what's going on or what's in this boy's heart. That's why the Bible says we can't judge nothing before it's time. Because you don't know what's in a person's heart. You look on the outside while God is looking on the inside. And the one we think that's not going to make it and not going to stay with the Lord is the very one that stays there. And a lot of them who you put on a pedestal didn't walk out to church and then gone back. And then left their children, their wife, and everything else to go after, after the lust of this world. He's satisfied with the peace and the harmony and, and, and things that God brings, and so they need some excitement in their life. And a lot of our church girls, a lot of our church boys, they, they, they get drawn away by these, by these fast little girls and these fast boys that tell them things that they don't normally hear in the church, and so they go after this fast life. And before you know it, their life is ruined. They didn't have a baby for this one, that one, and the other one. Now nobody wants to have anything to do with them because they've been misled by flattering words. David don't have a clue what's going on in this boy or, or what he's rascaling with. How many times we didn't hear it on the news and heard people say, I never thought that that boy would do something like that. He was raised in such a nice family. He come from such a nice home. I remember they, they 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 never wanted for anything. They always had had nice stuff. It's not the stuff or the things that you have that make you. It's the decision that you that you make to walk with God is the thing that make you. In the book of Genesis, the Bible says God formed man out of the dust of dirt. He wasn't nothing but a dirt. He wasn't nothing but full of dirt. Full of the world. That's all he was full of. Full of the world. He didn't become anything worthwhile until the Bible said God breathed into him and he became a living soul. All before God did anything to him or did anything with him, he was just full of the world. Nothing but dirt. Formed up the dust of the earth. Had nothing but the world in him. Wasn't good for anything until God breathed into him. And that's the same thing with you and I and, and, and anybody else. It's not until God begins to breathe life into us. It's not until the Holy Spirit begins to walk in us and live in us, begins to breathe in us, that we become something. And we become honorable, people of integrity, people that, that, that a person can trust. David had no clue. It's something how, how we turn deaf ear and blind eyes because it's our child. We don't want we don't want to believe that our child would do such a thing. David goes and calls Tamar and sends her over to Amnon's house. 
And when she comes there, he puts everybody out the house who can be a witness to his actions. He got this thing laid out. He got it all planned. He puts everybody else who can be out the house, who can be a witness to his actions, to his ungodly deeds. And when they leave out the house, he entices her to come into his bedchamber to feed him because he's so sick. Let me eat of your of your of your hand, my sister. And a lot of sisters in the church been misled by old brother, old brother Deacon. By the deaconess, that the nurse and the armor bearer and all of these different people that carry all of these different titles in God's house, you know, people look up to them and suppose respect and, and and before you know it, they misled you and misguided you right into their bed, out to the club. As soon as he he, he he gets a chance. Like old folks say, he's like a snake in the grass. He strikes. Look what verse 7 says. When she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. Now, at first, she, he said that she was Absalom's sister. But now, all of a sudden, now, she's his sister. That's something how people can can say how close they are to you and how much you mean to them when they want something from you. And so he flatters her and calls her his sister. But over in the in the in the very first verses, when he talks to his 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 first cousin, he says that he's in love with who? His brother's sister, Absalom's sister. I mean Absalom, yeah, Absalom's sister. And so now he calls her his sister. He flatters her to let her think that she means so much to him and asks her to come lie with him. And she says to him, this type of thing is not, is not even mentioned in all of Israel. She, don't, she said, don't do this folly. Don't do this, this, this kind of atrocity. We are a people that are supposed to be held in integrity, that we're supposed to be setting an example for the rest of the kingdom. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be people of integrity. People that, that, that one would, would would follow behind with with uh pattern their life after. We should be showing people the way. Not blinding them in the way. We should be opening up the path and showing them the way. Jesus said that 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 we are a light, we are the light of the world, a city that's set on the hill. They do men light a candle and put it up under a bushel? No, they put it up on a candle stand. They give light to the whole house, but they're not giving light to the whole house. He's about to bring darkness upon the whole kingdom of people. Because when stuff like this is done, I don't care how much you try sweeping under the rug, it gets out. So don't ever think that the dirt that you do, the wrong that you do, in regards to how far you go in, in, in under the cloak of darkness and do it, it's going to get out sooner or later. It's going to get out. What's done in the dark shall come to the light. 
He said, for surely, your sins will find you out. She said, look, this thing is not, is not heard of, it's not done in Israel. She said, don't do this, Father. Now, she's trying to reason with this boy. She's trying to bring his mind back to who he's supposed to be. Do you realize who you represent? You represent the king. Something like you and I, we represent King Jesus. We're supposed to represent him. The Bible says, Paul said, we are his ambassadors in the earth. We're supposed to speak for him. We're supposed to be living for him. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. He said, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't think the same way the rest of the world thinks. Don't let people play with your mind and entice you to do things contrary to the will of God. You already know what the will of God. You have to prove that which is good and, and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Don't let somebody else persuade you because of who you are, what position you have, your background and all this that you think that you can do whatever you want to do. But this thing is not done in Israel. Don't do this, Father. And she said, now, let this go on. Say, where, 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 where? How can I hide my shame from this? This thing would bring shame not only on me, but on the whole kingdom. And saying, as far as for you, you'll be like one of the fools in Israel. People are going to talk about you, laugh you to stone. You lose your, you lose your integrity. Do you realize people who, who, who have to register as sex offenders? I don't care how, what good they do. I don't care what good they do. That one thing that they've done wrong put a scar on them for life. Everywhere they go. They're not known by their name. They're known by their deeds. How many people you know that you don't call them by name, but you call them by that name that they did? Or that old, that old junkie? Or that old whole mother that? They're not known by their, by their birth name anymore. They're known by the deeds that they do. Or that ain't nothing but a thief. You can't trust them. They'll steal sweetness out of a, out of a ginger cake. And so she said to him, she said, look, you're going to be known as one of the fools. You ain't going to be known as the, as a prince of Israel. You won't be known as the king's son. You won't be made, you're going to be known as one of the fools in Israel. He said, now, therefore, I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he would not hold me from you. Now, she's reasoning with him that if we're going to do this thing, let's do it right. And a lot of people is persuaded and misled by the lives of other people because they want to feel comfortable in the sins that they do. I remember when I was a young boy, they used to say, like, if a person didn't live with another person for seven years in common, in, 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 in common law uh, or shacking up, they call it, well, they call it common law, then you, you, after seven years, you automatically marry. That's a lie. That's a lie come from hell. The Bible says when two people are joined together in holy wedlock, in holy matrimony, they become one. How in the world could you become one in sin? You haven't made no commitment to one another. You haven't made no vow before God. Because what do, what do, what, how do it go? He said, look, we bring together these, this couple, 
before this company of witnesses and before who? God. To join them together in holy matrimony. The only one can join us together is God. That's the only way we can become one in the Lord. And people try and mislead you and misguide you that after you didn't live together in a house uh, at seven years, you automatically become husband. That's a lie. You're still shacking and shacking up your sin. That's, they call that fornication. You're committing fornication, and it's, and it's against the will of God. If that was the case, when God made Adam and Eve, he didn't have to bring Eve to Adam. He could have just just took the rib out of Adam's side and made Eve and just let him went at it. But you got to do this thing right in the sight of God. Marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. Whoremongers and adulterers, God's going to judge. That's the word of God. God is not speaking out against sex. He's speaking out against unnatural sex, unlawful sex. We're not Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. No man can come unto the Father except he come by me. Now, if, you, if you're if a person that don't want me having your home once you leave from here, because guess what? One day we all got to leave away from here. Now, if you're not interested in, in, in making heaven your home, well, then you do it your way. In the book of Proverbs, it says, there's a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof is the ways of death. She said, look, Go talk thing. Let's do this thing right. If we're going to do this, if we're going to lie down with each other and, and we're going to be together, let's do this thing right and let's go, go to our father, let's go to the king, and he will, he will not withhold me from you. She's trying to reason with him so that they won't be not only in trouble with God, but that they don't ruin the good name among the people. Verse 14, see, how be it? He would not hearken unto her voice, but be stronger than she, holds her and laid with her. He was bent on, he was bent on doing it any kind of way, as long as he got a hold of her. And that's when a person don't have no respect for himself, less than on you. You're trying to reason with him and try to let him know how this thing gonna damage you and damage your life, but they're not caring about how your life is damaged. They're only concerned about the pleasure that they're going to get from what they're about to do to you. A lot of people then rape women and going on with their lives. And the woman who's been raped, she still, I, I, she might have was raped at a, at a young age before she was a teenager, or maybe had a teenager, and here she's a grown woman with children, and she's still wrestling with this thing that happened to her 30 years ago. Still damaged by this thing that, that, that was done to her. Every time she hear about it on the news or somebody talk about it, it, it stirs things up. And she and, and a lot of people so embarrassed and so ashamed of it, never told anybody. And it's bad when something bad and tragic didn't happen to you and you can't even talk about it. She tried to reason with this boy and let her know how, this, how bad this thing going to be, how much it's going to damage her. And what's she going to have to live with after this thing is done? Let's do it right. 
Let's go to the king. He won't withhold me from you. Bible says he wouldn't even listen at it. He didn't even hear her reasoning. As he was stronger than her, he took her. And now that hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was stronger than the love wherewith he had loved her. And now I'm saying unto her, Arise, be gone. Now how in the world could you call that love if you're going to do something like that to an individual? Huh? How could you say you love somebody to do something like that? Bible don't, don't call that love. But in, 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 in 1 Corinthians, when they talk about, that's the chapter they talk about, about charity, which is love. It says love rejoices not in iniquity, but it rejoices in the truth. It do not behave, behave itself unseemly, seek it not her own. It is not easily provoked, and it thinketh no evil. Everything this boy did goes against this here. So how in the world could you love her? This is nothing but the spirit of lust. This is nothing but the spirit of lust. If the Bible says that 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 love suffer long and it is kind and it invent envy not and it vaunted not itself, it do not behave itself unseemly. And it don't seek her own self. And it is not easy to be provoked, and it don't think no evil. Everything he did is contrary to what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. It's contrary. So, so when you want to know somebody that loves you, look into First Corinthians chapter thirteen, and then begin to 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 judge that against how the individual treats you, how they talk to you, or what they're trying to get you to do that's contrary to the will of God, and that'll tell you whether they really love you. God spells out love plainly to us, so we won't be performed and baffled and, and, and misguided. But some people are so eager to hear some flattering words that somebody wants them that they're willing to do anything to have them. But, baby, that's a sad day when you have to lay down your, your Christianity, your integrity, and, and your respect for somebody who you, you, who, who you don't even know is going to be with you the rest of your rest of their lives. Amnon hated her exceedingly. He didn't got what he wanted, now he's gone. I don't want to be bothered with you no more. Stay away from me. He wasn't all that good anyway. Now he's making her feel less than the person. And what did she say? The evil, the evil that you that you're doing now is worse than what you've done to me before. Because now you're making me feel like nothing. He hated her exceedingly where we with the hatred where what he hated was greater than the love where he had loved her. And now I'm not saying unto her, Arise, be gone, get out of my sight, get out of my bed and get out of my house. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil is sending me away is than the other that thou did unto me. But he was not hearkening unto her. So now she feel much worse now than she felt when he raped her. But now she's making her feel not only unclean, not only filthy, not only hurt, but 
and, and disgraced, but unwanted. I wonder if somebody can relate to the feeling unwanted. But that you got to make yourself think that as long as God loves you. You know. And the love of God is something that we all need. But we are a, 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 a fleshly people. We are people that need people. Even God said that it's not good that man should be alone. And he gave him a helpmate. We all need somebody. Along with God, we need people. We need each other. Even sang, they even made us a, a, a hymnal, a, 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 a gospel song. I need you, and you need me. We are all a part of God's body. We express the love of God in us by expressing the love to one another. What did Jesus say to his disciples? Love ye one another as I have loved you. By this all men will know that you are my disciples. Love is an essential thing that we as a people all need. <clears throat> and she said unto him, there is no cause. Don't make no sense to put me out now. Why are you going to put me out now? The damage has been done. And in sending me away would be even a greater evil then what you did to me? But he would not hearken unto her. Then he called his servants that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman out from me. Now she's no more his sister. She's just a woman. <laughs> Isn't that a trip? Before, come live with me, my sister. Now, she, she tells his servant, Put this woman out from me. Look at the level of, res- of, of, of of the lack of respect. High can go from 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 the height of of, of 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 ecstasy to the valley of despair. Look how fast this happened. Wasn't overnight. In a matter of minutes, hours, or whatever, it took her. It, however long it took him to do what he did to her. First, she was his sister. Flattering words. Come with me, my sister. Earlier verses say that he she, he told his 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 uh, first cousin Jonadab that she that she was Absalom's sister. When he gets her close to him, he flatters her and says she uh his sister. Now, after he had done what he wanted to do to her, now she's no more sister. She's just a woman. She's just a woman. He that finded himself a wife, finded himself a good thing and obtained favor of the Lord. So when you when you go take a woman, you take her not to be your wife, you don't get favor of God. You don't gain his favor. He that find himself a wife, finding himself a good thing, and he obtained favor. From the Lord. 
Then he called his servants that ministered unto him and said, Put now the woman out from me, and bolt the door after her. Verse 18 says, And she had a garment of divers colors upon her, for with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparel. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. Now, this was tradition. This was was tradition that women, not only in the king's house, but it was a tradition in, in the nation of Israel that these women kept themselves. Because if they did not keep themselves and a the man married them and found out that they were not a virgin, then, it, then they, was, they, 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 they brought the woman back to her father. And if the father found out, he had the right to stone her to death. And so what happened when the man charged the woman about that she wasn't a virgin up on the wedding night and he went and told her father he went back to the to the to the house where where that they consummated the marriage and if there was no blood on the sheet or in the bed then they found out that this woman had had played folly in Israel and she was stoned to death and so now since she's been violated She's good for nobody because nobody's going to want to marry her. Why? Because she's not a virgin anymore. She's not a virgin anymore. And no man's going to really want her because they're going to know that she had been folly with. You remember the, even the, the story with, with the Virgin Mary when she was his house to Joseph and, and she told him that she she was pregnant. He, the very first thing he thought, that she had been uh, Laid with another man. And so to keep her from being stoned to death, the Bible says he, 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 he tried to put her away what? Privately. He tried to put her away privately. It wasn't until God spoke to him through the Holy Spirit and told him say, that the thing is done was done by God, by the Holy Spirit. And what he did, he took her unto him. So it was a it was a great it was a great thing a great matter in Israel, not only in the king's house but in Israel, because all the women, young girls who was not married, was considered to be virgins. And so in the king's house, what they did, they wore a certain kind of clothing in the king's house to show that they was virgins, which means that they was in the uh, in position to be espoused to a man for marriage. And how how was they noticed? She had garments of divers colors upon her, for with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparel. Then his servants brought her out and bolted the door after her. Now she got something on that don't signify who she really is. Isn't that something? Here you wearing something that don't really signify who you are. Don't really identify you of who you are because of what you had done or what had happened to you. You got people in church that accepted Christ as their Savior, been saved, and really love God, but really don't really identify themselves with the church because of what happened to them 
in the earlier years. That's something how a person can just go through the motion sitting in church, and, and, and you don't know it because you can only see on the outside. And to you, I mean, they're really a saint, and they, they really love God, and, and, and they're really enjoying themselves in the service, but that's nothing but a charade because on the inside they're dying because they want to really be the person who you think they are, but they can't be, they don't want to identify themselves with it because they know what, they, what had happened to them, and they feel dirty. That's why we need the word of God. That's why that's why we need to hear a word from God to cause us to, to re, be released from that shame and that guilt that somebody else did. Maybe it might have happened to you, but it wasn't your fault. And it's time that you drop that 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 that, that dress of, of, of guilt and shame and be who God said that you are. There's a lot of people cannot live to be who they really are because of what happened to them. They're afraid that somebody's going to embarrass them or say something to them about them. And so what they do, they live in, 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 in quietness. They live in the shadows. And they don't make too much of a sound or nothing. Oh, she's so quiet. She's only quiet because she's afraid that somebody would notice who she really is because somebody has been talked about what has happened to them. And so they live in, in guilt and shame, and it remains quiet. But quiet is really not them. And they're dying on the inside because they can't really be who they really are because of the guilt and shame that they carry. And that's what Satan is. That's what Satan comes to do. He comes to still kill and to destroy. And a lot of women... Mainly women. There's some men too that been that been molested. That live in guilt and shame. The same way the Bible says some eunuchs was born eunuchs and some was made eunuchs. Same way with, with homosexuality. Some some just picked it up in the household because they come up in the house with a lot of women, and some of them became that because somebody, a, a, a daddy, a stepdaddy, or uncle, or somebody molested these little boys, and so. To live anything other than what can happen to them, people, they don't want nobody to call them out. How are you going to call yourself a man and you, and you let this man go in your back? And so what they do, they live this life out. They live that life out. Like you said, though, this is me. This is who I am. This is how God made me. No, you, you've been molested, boy. You've been molested. And so you feel you don't have no other choice but to live like this because of what happened to you. But the devil is a lie. It may have happened to you, but that's not who you are. You got young men going through uh, sex changes. Changing the, 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 the masculine uh, uh, figure into a feminine figure, getting hormone shots to turn their chest into breasts, and all of these crazy things because of something that happened to them in the early age, and they had nobody to minister to them, to let them know that what happened to you was not your fault, and this is not who you are. But now we're, we're allowing our society to dictate to us because you got states accepting the fact that men can marry men and women can, can marry women. States and people might accept it, but God is not accepting it. 
and still sin to God. It's still sin. Those of you who are, who are following this, this study, turn right quick. I'm going to show you something. Go to the book of Romans in chapter 1. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you what God says. I don't want you to think that I'm just telling you anything. Go to what God says. Look in Romans chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading from verse 18. But the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God had showed it unto them. He didn't only tell them, he showed it. For the invisible things from which, from him, from the creation of the world, are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You don't have no excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him, not as God, neither were, unthankful, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. God did not cause this. They allowed men to do this. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto a corruptible man, to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. They did this on their own. It wasn't something that God did. God said, look, I showed you this. I talked to you about this from day one. This is something that you choose to do. Check this out. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affection. For even their women did change the natural use into into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which unseemingly and receiving in themselves that recompense in their error which was met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now, that's what God said about the unnatural use. And a lot of this happened because people choose to do this because of what happened to them at an early age, feeling the belief that this is the only way that they would be accepted. It doesn't matter what people say or how people accept it. It matters. It all matters with God. So we're not going to stand before people. We got to stand before God. Peter said, if the if the righteous scarcely be seen, but shall the ungodly and the sinner appear. They that do what's right will scarcely be seen. Make it in by the skin of their teeth. So where is the ungodly, the people who don't live godly, ungodly, and the sinner who does not accept God or his word? Where are they going to appear? 
And so a lot of people's lives have been damaged and ruined because of, of, of what people done to them, and they accepted this in their life because they feel a belief that they can't live no other kind of way than what had been happened to them. But it's not your fault for what somebody else did. You can't carry that guilt around. So now she can't be what she had intended to be, the king's daughter, a princess. Why? Because she's been violated. Now she can't wait. She can't wear the clothes that identify her as a as a as a virgin in the king's palace because of the clothes that she wears. Because now she don't feel right. She feels like a hypocrite now. Verse 19 says, And Tamar put ashes on her head and rent her garment of divers colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. Life destroyed. What had been intended for her to be had been changed in a moment. We'll stop right here for tonight. I pray that something was said has caused our attention to be open, our eyes to be open, and I pray that something that God has said has freed some people and made some people feel at peace with themselves. you got people that have been going into alcohol and drugs to try and hide from their shame. But one thing, it's just as worse as the next. You go from, 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 from bad to worse. Things don't get no better when you accept what can happen to you and you become or what somebody did to you rather than who you are. We like to talk about life here at New England. Because this is the thing that 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 we do, we live, and you 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 go through these things through life, and these things are real, and it's happening to people even as I speak. People's lives are ruined, and they can never live out to be who they really are because of the guilt and shame that they're carrying around. Wife can't be a real wife to you. She can't be affectionate to you because you don't know what happened to her at a young age. And the moment you do something that, that calls her mind to come back to what happened to her, she takes it out on you or your husband. Wondering why he acts the way he acts and had his hand fold and do certain things because you don't know that he'd been molested, but he can't tell you. It's going to make him feel less than a man. And he can't go to another man because then he'll be ashamed in front of the men because they're going to talk about him and call him a, a, a homosexual or a sissy or whatever he calls people who fools around with men. And so now he don't have nobody that he can really talk to and, and, and release this thing. And so you, you're living from day to day with this stuff bottled up inside you. And you can't really have a, a complete life, a complete home, because you don't feel complete. Let us end here. Now, help me to this. 
I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to end this study tonight. Amen. We thank God for your presence. Amen. Thank God for everyone who assembled to hear the word of God. And I do pray that the word be a blessing to one and all. Uh, once again, we are the New Way of Life Ministries. Located 328 228 Highway 249 in Pine Ridge, Texas. Our zip is 77362. Our email address is nwoflife2002 at yahoo.com. Let us hear from you. And on next Tuesday, amen. If the Lord has the same like last and past, and if the Lord don't come back for the church, amen, I pray that you would be here uh, with us again on next week. And bring a friend. Uh, bring a cousin, an auntie, uncle. Tell somebody, amen, how this preacher talks about life, amen, the things that people wrestle with from one day to the next, amen. Let me try and help you get through this, amen, and let you start feeling like a person again, amen. May God bless you. May God keep you. This is our prayer, amen. This concludes our service for tonight, amen. Pray for us, and we'll continue to pray for you, amen. God bless us tonight.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.